0: I'm Doug catching up with Laura's story. There is a third and new book out called So Long Normal, Living and Loving the Free Fall of Faith. First of all, Laura, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me.
0: Good to see you. It's been a minute since we had a chance to connect.
1: It has been a minute since anybody has (laughs) has seen anybody. This is fantastic.
0: Well, we were talking a little bit about that before we got started. What was uh, pandemic life for y'all? Were there some blessings?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, it was a, a tough time for everyone, whether it's, you know, just the actual uh, pandemic itself or the isolation but for me it was there were so many events that we canceled and and that was tough but the time that we got as a family there were still definitely definitely blessings in the midst of that and even remote learning even the remote learning I got to do with my daughter was ended up being a really sweet time at first it was quite uh frightening that I all of a sudden was like the teacher and the headmaster and the guidance counselor and the lunch lady y'all in <laughs> one we're all in the one uh but we we survived and and yeah it was it was a a sweet time for our family even in the midst of a really hard time for our country and and world really
0: talk a little bit about Three kids? Four kids? Four kids. Four kids. Yes. So I'm an only child. hmm I have a, a son and a stepdaughter. Yeah. Talk about this, the, the the progression. I'm told from those that have multiple children, it's easier every one.
1: No, like, that's not true at all. You should not listen to those people. <laughs> Do not trust them. They are liars.
0: Because, <laughs> like, the first one plays with the second one plays with the third.
1: Yeah, theoretically. Theoretically, that's how it works. <laughs> no they it just ends up costing you more money that's really and there's just one more kid you lose in the supermarket but, uh we are holly we're so grateful for our four kids we have eight six six and three and that last one he's just like the class clown and he's so much fun it's funny you you if you were to ask our kids um you know, who, who's mom and dad's fa- favorite, they'd say, Oh, definitely the baby, definitely Timothy. But they'd say, and he's our favorite too. So Aww. it's just, he's kind of like the mascot kind of gets along with everybody. But it, yeah, it's neat. Cause especially during, during pandemic, we had four to play together, to even, you know, split up and do things as partners and then split, you know, they start arguing and just put them with someone else. And <laughs> and it really it was a sweet time of of them uh returning just to being friends with each other mm. kind mm-hmm. of those mandatory friendships <laughs> <laughs> that that you you really want to cultivate as parents
0: very cool very cool well on to the book so what was the inspiration was this something that someone said y- you need to you need to write another book or you had something on your heart that needs to come yeah, out in book that, form
1: that's a great question it really is it was my own journey through not just the pandemic because it's not just talking about you know everything we went through as a nation with covid really my departure from normal started kind of back I guess fifteen years now. uh, When my husband and I got married, and he was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and so I feel like even uh, from the very beginning, we never had that normal marriage. Mm -hmm. And then, because of you know his limitations, I uh, realized that you know God's plan for me would be for the bread as the breadwinner of our family, which was not the way that I was raised. I didn't have a my mom was uh fortunate enough to to you know just be in the home with us raising us and my dad worked which is was a beautiful a beautiful childhood for me but it, it it's not my story. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like God has from the very beginning been doing something very abnormal with <laughs> with our little <laughs> family. So you know fast forward to a year ago um as he was yet stripping away more Familiar and comfortable things um, from our lives. i I was a bit shaken, but as I turned to God's Word, what I ended up finding was that often, when God calls His children to go on th- these exciting faith adventures, these these moments where um, where He calls us out to do something truly, extraordinary, truly extraordinary in his name, by his strength, you know, he, he begins with that ripping away uh, from what's familiar, from what's comfortable. He begins with whether it's Mary, you know, (laughs) carrying the son of God, uh, as extraordinary of a thing as that, as that is, you got to remember that she was just a good Hebrew girl that had a great, wedding and first few years of marriage <laughs> a very ordinary <laughs> life planned out for her uh, and you kind of wonder how hard that must have been for her um, or you think about someone like Ruth who you know she loses uh, her husband and then she's I'm told even by her mother-in-law hey go back to go back to your people go back to your people so you can get married you can have kids you can kind of go back to normal and she says no no I've found the living God why would I return to anything less than the faith adventure that he calls me on? So you see, even in the midst of loss of of what we thought would happen in our lives, loss of of what we anticipated, uh, we find that God uh, you know, tells us in Ephesians that God longs to do exceedingly more than what we can think or ask. So why would we ever settle for normal?
0: The idea of deconstructing normal, and I love how that can tie into the idea of no comparisons, Mm. and that's what we talk about at times with social media, and so many reports have said when you take a break from social media, your mental health increases and all this. Yeah, We got to be able to bust ourselves loose of this comparison game, right?
1: Well, yeah, and and I'm not one of those people that's super down on social media or the news or anything like that, but... You do see there's there's a difference in turning to the news outlets and to social media for information and turning to those things for formation. Mm. And we are formed by what we spend the most time, you know, allowing to input in our lives. And if that's news, then we don't need to be surprised <laughs> when we're like running around terrified, yep, you know, yep. having a panic attack, you know, every day. Uh, but when we're formed by the Word of God, the unchanging Word of God, we can look around at you know whether it's social media, the news, people, opinions, whatever. We can look to those things as they are; they're they're information that we can take in. But our our time spent in God's Word. You know, letting God's truth really be what forms us uh, that that's what steadies us because it's the unchanging living and active word of God um, that makes us into the people that we were created to be. And and so we have to our role in that is just to make sure that we're we're giving God's word, um, that we're allowing that to be the loudest voice in our life rather than social media news or others opinions.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I'm a firm believer that you go through things not only for what God wants to teach you, but that when you're on the other side, you're able to share your story with others. And you've been very open about sharing your story about your husband's diagnosis and the challenges and all that. So what is it for someone that can be walking through something similar that's wondering why God isn't answering their prayer their way?
1: Golly, and that's that's a great question. And I would... (laughs) in some ways it's like i have no idea i have no idea doug i don't i don't know that answer for me and i don't know that answer for anyone else Uh, but what we do know that the scriptures teach us about the brokenness in this in this world the two things that the bible really tells us first of all from romans 5 we know any brokenness was in this world as a result of the fall you know, creation was perfect, Adam and Eve, you know, it's hard to blame them because I probably would have done the same thing. But we had this, we have this brokenness. uh, And that's why sin exists. That's why cancer exists. That's why pandemics and all of this, uh, infertility, uh, addiction, all of it. So we know that brokenness happens because of the fall. But the cool thing about the scriptures is that's not the only answer we get. We see also, in John 9, where there's this man that's born blind and the disciples are so quick to say, OK, why, God? Is it his fault? Is it his parents fault? Because it's got to be somebody's fault. But how Jesus responds, he says he was born blind that the works of God might be displayed. So I'm not saying that this needs to be like the magic aid, like when people are walking through hard things, but it does help give us a little perspective that when we go through something hard first of all don't be the annoying Christian that goes it's fine everything's great God's in control because these things they really are hard things and and I feel like sometimes in, in the Christian culture we've lost this art of lament where lament is just saying you know life is hard calling something bad bad you don't need to pretend that your cancer is good it's bad and it's painful and it's it's a result of the fall and it's brokenness. Uh, but the good thing is things like cancer, things like any brokenness that we see around us doesn't get the final word. God gets the final word because we believe and we see from this word that as, uh, as my dear friend, Johnny Erickson Tata has always said, God delight. He uses that which he hates to accomplish that which he loves. And only God can do that. And that's where we see his power and his sovereignty and he may not change things overnight. And he may not even change the thing you want changed this side of heaven. But often even when he's not changing our circumstances, he displays power and glory equally by sustaining us. And and we see who God is we see his steadfast character through the way that he carries us in the midst of the trials. In a, in a way that people are astonished. And they say, how are you walking through that? And you say, well, I have no idea. I can't even tell you how I'm walking through it. I just know that God is carrying me through it. And somehow he is bringing about good, even in the hardest situations.
0: And you would also say, that you have to be 100% real and authentic with what you're going through. Back to what you said. Yes. It's not some Band-Aid bumper sticker fix. And I think the challenge is for us that may see someone walking through that, we don't know what to do because we feel uncomfortable with silence. But there's probably a lot to be said for just sitting with you in your in your grief struggle whatever the
1: yes and it's you know you think about the arrogance of thinking you need to to show up to a disaster with an answer (laughs) you need to show up to uh, like that's not why we go to people's funerals we don't go to bring them answers we go to comfort to to mourn the loss, to celebrate the life and 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 you see jesus doing this we (laughs) one of my favorite passages is is just moments before he's about to raise Lazarus from the dead. You know, he shows up and rather than sitting here with this like cocky smirk on his face of, oh, you just, I'm about to, (laughs) I'm about to blow your mind. Uh, You don't see that at all. You see him weeping and you're going, okay, now why is, why is he weeping? He, He knows what's about to happen. He knows about the, the, you know, the miracle he's about to perform And the truth is, I can't tell you exactly why Jesus is weeping there, but I think it has something to do with him grieving that death exists in the first place. I think it has something to do with the fact that God's heart breaks alongside of the brokenhearted. And sometimes we just need to remember uh, to represent Jesus in a situation means to grieve with people, means to listen to people, to to not always have to have the right answer Um, especially in situations that truly are too great for us to understand why.